Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, as well as Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited. Joy Dufour, welcome to Impacting Jamaica. Thank you so much. All right, let's jump right into it. Partners of Good Shepherd sounds like a group of people who are doing God's work in the community. Tell us about this interesting name and how this organization came about. Okay, but first let me thank you for giving me and Partners of Good Shepherd this platform to inform your readers and listeners of what we do and to say how fortunate we are to have a group of people of faith. As far as the name Partners of Good Shepherd, uh, we were established in 2013. It was an appropriate name given the fact that we would be helping the Good Shepherd Foundation in Montego Bay. And the Good Shepherd Foundation was established in 1997 by the most Reverend Archbishop Charles Dufour to assist the poor and the needy. So uh, part of the vision of the Good Shepherd Foundation was to build a Good Shepherd Medical Center to help the working poor receive um, healthcare. The center uh, was opened in 2018 of June, June 2018. And the organization came about when I visited a friend's mother in hospital in Montego Bay there. Uh, and I witnessed a young girl in distress laboring in her breathing for a good 20 minutes and I couldn't take my eyes off her and I didn't realize she was actually taking her last breaths. You know, so after wow. noticing she was no longer breathing, I ran to the nurse and, uh, and asked her to please come. And so she came and all she did was just pull the curtains around the girl's bed. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there, there were no attempts to revive her, no one there to comfort her and be at her bedside. The girl died alone with my back was almost turned to her, you know. And so this was just very devastating to me. Uh, I just thought that was a horrible experience. So, so many questions popped into my head, like, could this have been prevented? You know, if there was adequate medical equipment mm -hmm. that could have alerted the medical staff and could this have prolonged her life? Why was she alone and died alone? Who cared for her? You know, mm -hmm. having migrated from Jamaica when I was a teenager and continued my yearly visits over the years, it was evident that the economic gap on the poor was widening. I could see that. Mm -hmm. So. Um, that was an awakening for me. So the unfortunate reality that in my research um, is that in hospitals and medical facilities throughout Jamaica is that many of them lack the resources they need to properly care for the sick and the poor. So it, um, it's then I felt compelled to do something to try to help the community one person at a time. So I was fortunate enough to find friends of like mind to volunteer their, their time and be of service and give back to folks who are disenfranchised. Hence the birth of Partners of Good Shepherd in 2013. 
It sounds like it came from a place of deep and sincere compassion. Well, you. you know, I'm I'm also a caregiver in, in my daily life. That's not my main job, mm -hmm. but I've always felt the need to, to care for people. Uh, I, you know, I go in home and I care for them, uh, you know, and um, do the best I can because I'm coming from a culture and a place where that's what I know. Uh, you know, back in, in the days, you know, people did, you know, support and care for each other. And so that stayed with me, you know, and um, each year you come home, you know, being of service to, to, to folks as a Jamaican is also very cultural, you know, so it, this doing this, uh, you know, forming partners of Good Shepherd really isn't new, you know, because you're helping, you, you migrate, you come home and you help people, you bring this, you do that and so on. Mm -hmm. But the, the medical part and having to experience what I saw in, in hospital that day, mm -hmm. it, it just never left my mind and, you know, I could almost cry talking about it <laughs> and, still, and it's yeah. been thin, yes still so you know it's 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 certainly you know not their fault for not having you know but it's it's hard to be living in a society where you can't get the proper health care needs you know and it's, educational it's, needs. Yeah. it's one of the basic needs that we need to really have a thriving society and yeah you know, I, I recognize that it's healthcare is part of the mission the partners of Good Shepherd. Tell us, describe the mission then. So we know how it came about, but describe the mission um, to, to help others in Jamaica. Well, uh, yes. Uh, well, uh, through the Good Shepherd Foundation, that was established to assist the poor. So <laughs> our mission is also, you know, to assist the poor and infirm in Jamaica and also to provide financial, physical, and, and moral support to the educational and healthcare needs of the disadvantaged. So that's what we adopted as our mission statement, and that's what we, we, we live by, and that's what we're actually doing. And um, so uh, we help in three ways, by making contributions to the Good Shepherd Medical Center in Montego Bay. Mm -hmm. uh, we help mustard seed community that cares for the most vulnerable population, uh, mentally and physically challenged um, folks who depend on caregivers 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. And thirdly, we provide scholarship funding, tuition assistance to individuals attending various educational institutions. So you describe healthcare and I think education for the most part, those are the two main areas in which you provide support? Yes. Um, so there is um, an educational program associated with the Archbishop's um, foundation, uh, Archbishop before. And so what we, you know, we, we give funding for, for educational needs and what they would do, it's maybe a student would be otherwise stuck in a semester because they don't have, you know, transportation or they don't have the tuition. And that's where, you know, um, our help will come in and 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 uh, give them assistance so that they can continue without you know pausing or having to drop out uh, their education and you know which helps uh, you know especially if it's a young fellow who may not um, be you know connected 
all that and he's solely depending on an education, you know, you want to keep them engaged and not idle. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, keeps them active and and hopefully not get into trouble or lose right. interest, that right. kind of thing. Yes, right. yes. Mm-hmm. Now, you started telling me, you started by telling me the story of the, the young woman that you saw who breathed her last breath and that was, was um, very discouraging and, and painful to observe. Have you since through your support, through the support of partners of Wood Shepherd, seen any positive stories that have stayed with you um, since you've been helping Jamaica over the years? Is there anything oh, yes. that has happened? Share one or two oh, yes. with us, with our listeners. Yes, well, okay. So um, because of partners of Good Shepherd, we have been able to um, get others involved, such as uh, the church that I attend, which is St. Andrew Church, um, which, located here in Silver Spring, Maryland. And I'm telling you, all I did was ask the priest, is it possible that we could um, twin with a very poor parish in Jamaica, you know, to help the people? Uh, So that was the start. Well, lo and behold, I couldn't dream that it would propel us, you know, to an extent where, the the positive support and, and and all we do mission trips we have experts going down to jacob's ladder um in monique which is one of the the main um community we we, we uh support through mustard seeds because that particular um uh location uh, for jacob's ladder it's it caters to the folks that are 18 years old and above and uh, from what I understand, once you hit 18 years of age, the government does not support them. And so, um, so when, when the other communities, um, you know, when they age and come into age to, to, to transfer over to Jacob's Ladder, you know, uh, we can see that these kids are living longer. Um, they're much healthier. They're, they're mm-hmm. wealthy. Or we t- we go on mission trips. It, the mission trips from my church. Everyone is in awe of the care, and 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 the happiness, and 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 just the love and the beauty of of the whole thing, you know. So um, yes, I can see a difference because these folks are living longer, and and because of what we're doing and helping with these mission trips, you can see a positive response in some of the the residents, you know, where. You know, they're interacting. They can they can now help. They, you know, like one little fella has a little rolling cart. <laughs> and so when we when we're doing um, laundry, we, we put the laundry in the cart and he can bring it to the various um, houses, you know, to to for them to 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 stack it, you know, in 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 the drawers of, of the residence. So okay. just just those little things, you know, make a whole lot of difference because what it gives everybody a sense of purpose, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know, we all can feel better about ourselves through, you know, extending the love and extending the compassion, you know, in our giving. That's awesome. It's, it's always better to give than to receive. Um, that, that's an absolute truth. Um, how, how has the pandemic affected your giving though? Um, has it affected your giving or even how you deliver um, what you have to give in Jamaica? Share with me any challenges you may have or any changes 
Well, um, like most nonprofit organizations serving the community, it has been tough because we could not hold in-person events, which is how we, you know, um, raise our funds. We, you know, um, we have dinner dance and those, you know, things, picnics and those things. Um, and not only that, we, we have had to deal with our own changes in our personal life and work life as well you know so uh, we were at a crossroads uh, however we used the resources that were available to us you know through text emails word, word of mouth and online donations and so our last um, in-person fundraiser was 2019 so in 2020 we were able to raise um, 7,000 US dollars and we were able to send the four thousand to master's seeds and three thousand to the archbishop education fund so we also collected items that were shipped in a container sponsored by another church that became involved um, our lady of the fields and they're located in davidsonville maryland and and currently we are planning an online campaign to ge generate awareness and end of year giving so hopefully we can help students pay for their online classes so they can continue their education as well as continue to help um, the Good Shepherd Medical Center and um, Mustard Seeds. So COVID will not stop us from doing God's work. Awesome. There's a lot of faith and commitment that has gone into what has been done so far. And yes. it sounds like you guys are committed to walking this path as much as long as you have breath. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay, so, all right. How, how would you say that your organization is funded? I know you said you have dinner dances and so on. So it's really reaching out to other Jamaicans in the diaspora or just reaching out to whoever wants to help Jamaica? Exactly. Reaching out to the Jamaican diaspora in the DMV era, which is the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, but of course that comes with others hearing. And, and so we have a cross section of folks supporting. So um, like I say, our funds are mainly through the annual fundraiser, which is a fabulous dinner dance filled with excitement, great food, great music, price, prizes, great speakers and wonderful supporters. So um, I will, dare to say we put the fun in our fundraiser <laughs> so we also awesome. <laughs> we also solicit contributions for sponsorship you know someone will pay for the food or pay for the hall or the venue or whatever and usually we solicit that from our local businesses and and in the process you know we're able to spread awareness about what we do and the needs and plight of the disadvantaged in Jamaica. So, um, I mean, coming from 2017, you know, to 2019 when we were having the in-person, I think we have done relatively well because we started out with probably having 150 people at our first fundraiser. And we had well over 300 people in attendance at our last event. You know, so and additionally, we collect much needed items such as clothing, shoes, adult diapers, toiletries, mm -hmm. medical supplies, school supplies, etc., etc. You know, and I'm telling you, we have a wonderful partner 
in in my church that I attend, St. Andrew in Silver Spring. You know, they have gone above and beyond. They will even send experts down to, you know, take a look at the agricultural needs, you know, and, and, and you know, uh, construction needs. And they would come down maybe like 10 men and they would spend the night and give their time and give their expertise on, on, on a lot of things um, going on in mustard seeds. And, um, and they sponsor containers. And so we're able to ship the items, you know, donated by others and what partners of Good Shepherd will collect. And, and on, on the St. Andrew side, they have collected like boxes and boxes of LED lights, mattresses, furniture, even, you know, playgrounds, you know, for the kids. So, you know, uh, and the mission trips is where, you know, we're all hoping we can get back to soon because that's part of what we do. We come down and we spend a week with the kids and, you know, we do workshops with them. We, we you know, we have to feed, feed them. Um, we dance with them. We sing with them. We pray mm -hmm. with them. And, and I'm telling you, it's probably the best thing I have done for myself mm. because pictures of these residents right by my bed and those are the last faces I see before I turn my lights off to go to bed they bring so much joy you know and 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 despite the challenges that they have you can tell that they are so appreciative of you know of of, of having people come and, and seeing us. And one of the things that our priest was very adamant about is that we're not just going to mustard seeds to a mission trip. We're going to mustard seeds to build a relationship with them. So, you know, when we go year after year, they already know her, us, mm -hmm. you know? And so it, I just, we all feel like family, you know, and... Um, and for me, I really missed it. And I can't wait, you know, for us to be able to get back uh, and do mission trips. But within that mission, the mission trips, we're able, you know, to raise funds uh, as a group. And then we can bring, you know, toiletries and all those things that is much needed, you know, on a daily basis for them to continue, you know, to um, support the residents there. So, um, you know, uh, can't wait for the COVID to <laughs> to, to go Ease away. Up. But, yes. but in the meantime, you know, there's still ways that we're able to get around it. Mm -hmm. I realize it sounds like you are building a strong connection. Um, yes, we are. And yes. extending your family in Jamaica. And that's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Um, and I, I, I want to end on that positive note by asking you, to share three cool things about Jamaica because this is the same Jamaica that we're trying to build, you know? And the first yeah. thing is I'd want you to share your favorite spot in Jamaica and why. Second thing is your favorite person and why. And finally, your favorite food and why. Oh, wow. <laughs> Those are loaded questions. Because, <laughs> okay, well, it's so hard to pick a favorite spot, right? Because Jamaica is so beautiful. Every spot in Jamaica for me is beautiful. <laughs> You know, but actually, Dr. Cave's Beach seems to be, if I'm, I'm in a meditative, um, you know, method, Dr. Cave's Beach is where I go. Mm. 
you know, for me, it's alive. And I feel that I'm in the thick of things. You know, I love hearing the music from the restaurant. <laughs> I love the food. I love seeing the smiles on the people's face. I love the hustle and the bustle, yet there is quiet space for quiet time, you know? I also love to see the planes flying in and out of Sangster International Airport. Yeah. Sometimes I even play a game with myself while sitting on the beach or being in, in, in the, the ocean. And what I try to, I try to guess the name of the airline that is approaching before coming into view. <laughs> I would say, oh, that could be Air Jamaica or that could have been um, American. And then, you know, when they come into view, I score myself. <laughs> So yes, it's a playful place for me, you know, so I hear the traffic from the strip, I can see the hills and the mountains, the beach is beautiful, the sunshine is warm, the ocean breeze is delightful, and I got my first swimming lesson at Dr. Cave Beach, even though I still can't swim a lick, but... <laughs> Well, I certainly did learn how to float. <laughs> I can float. So uh, I would also add that just about almost every time I visit Dr. K Beach, I'm certain to run into someone I know that I've not seen for a long time. So what this tells me, it's home. It's home. Mm. You know. So there are lots of wonderful uh, Jamaican people, and I hope to not offend anyone if I didn't say it's them, but I'm so proud to be Jamaican and I'm so proud of Hussein Bolt. Bolt. Mm -hmm. The excitement that he brought us Jamaicans and people from all over the world during his running career cannot be forgotten. You know, I had the pleasure of seeing him at the pen relays in Philadelphia and I still feel that excitement. And also, a few years ago, I was in Dubai and um, in a city called Sharjah. And when asked, where was I from? And I said, Jamaica. The first word out of their mouth was bolt. <laughs> you know, so that just put a smile on my face. And at the moment, I felt very welcomed in Dubai. So no matter where I go, or travel to Bolt's name is the name, but Bob Marley's name is also still very present, you know? So even though I, I may have migrated from Jamaica umpteen years ago, you know, the food is still a part of my daily life. Jamaican food is the best food in the world, in the world. I love my stew peas and rice, curry goat, patty, and sometimes a good plantain sandwich with lots of butter and it tastes even better when you squeeze the sandwich till you see the imprint of the plantain coming through the bread <laughs> yeah that's yummy to me so you know i um right now i'm feeling hungry just thinking about talking about the food so yeah so jamaica is is home and and um i I want to help my home people first and, and very important to me and my connection is still very present uh, for my, my country and my people. It sounds that way, it sounds that way. And I know that you're reflecting when you mentioned Air Jamaica because you yeah. know, <laughs> we all miss Air Jamaica. Um, we all really do miss Air Jamaica. 
Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it, it it's good to hear, you know, the diaspora having a great heart for building our country. And so I want to thank you very much for all of what you're doing through Partners of the Chaplet. And thank you for joining us on Impacting Jamaica. Thank you so much. And um, can I say to your listeners to, to please go to www.partnersofgoodshepherd to make a donation for us to continue our work or sure, absolutely um, go straight ahead okay so our website is www.partnersofgoodshepherd.org or you may email us at info at partnersofgoodshepherd.org um, and for more information and um, you know hopefully as, as Jamaicans, you know, we can um, give back. It's no other feeling, great, greater feeling than doing something for others, serving others. In, in the process, you're serving yourself, you know, and, and making your life um, a better life. You know, there's a different perspective when you look through that window, you know, um, of yourself. Uh, so not only will you be helping yourself, you're also helping your community. Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, as well as Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.